So we're, we're in? Is it working? All right. All cool. right. I just posted the Insta that says that we're live now. Awesome. Uh, did it cut out? Oh, no. Okay. All right. Um, I'm Al. Here with Sophie. Uh, Sophie, do you want to introduce yourself? I, Anna just said you're a computer. I'm a computer programmer, mostly, and uh -huh. an occasional writer. Yes. Occasional. I feel like you write a lot, though. I write a lot, yeah. I'm actually pitching something. Oh, yeah? So I've what? never actually pitched before. I've just had people, like, ask me. I prefer that you... that way. Yeah, I really enjoy getting, like, an email. Like, do you want to write something? Like, yes, Yeah, duh. that's that's what I prefer, too. Yeah. Pitching's so hard. Pitching is stressful. I hate it. And that's why I don't do it. That's why I haven't written in a while. Yeah, I keep writing about like disability stuff and it's like i'm kind of sick of that like mm -hmm. you know the leg content like the right. sponge of content has been wrung out so. yeah yeah tired of that. i kind of kind of uh didn't want like sobriety to be my thing because a few people reached out like do you want to write about like your journey of like not drinking i'm like it's not that's not what my whole thing is yeah I feel that like you know yeah like I had my accident when I was 25 and it's like there's 25 years before that yeah you know like there's so much more than uh -huh. just like the legs yeah the leg thing I call it the leg thing um yeah um do you for anyone who's not familiar the leg thing the is, leg thing is I'm a double amputee I do not have legs um, below my knees so I don't have feet so I use prosthetics and they work really well I can get around pretty much wherever I they want they work really well yeah I like walk pretty naturally now but it takes a long time to get there like when I first started walking I'm just kind of waddling a little bit like your prosthetists like help you adjust the legs and you know get you like walking kind of with a normal gait but it takes a while yeah I feel like you really like got where you are fast though I remember when you first like on, on the internet, I was, I like, you, you posted pretty much like the whole process of um, you like lear relearning to walk with your prosthetics. And I feel like you um, like made a considerable um, progress between then and now. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely difficult. I just was so eager to get out of San Francisco. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I grew up there and I'm one of those people's like, oh my God, too many tech people, which is true. <laughs> like a lot of people were kind of like, oh, if you work in the tech industry, why don't you stay in San Francisco? It's like, cause a hundred K won't get you jack shit. Really? Yeah. Like I think there they consider 100 K like Po not poverty, but like what? borderline, like middle class kind of like it's insane. Like no <laughs> way in hell can you get a house or like anything. Oh my god! So like I was just like I want to get out of here. I want to go back to New York. Like my friends are in New York, and yeah. like I can afford an apartment in New York. So I really just busted my ass like doing all the physical therapy exercises. And wow! Every single day, my dad and I would go for a walk. And oh, it was kind of cute because, like, you know, there's lots of really pretty areas to go. Mm -hmm. And, like, the ironic thing is, like, learning to walk with, like, hills everywhere because San Francisco is really hilly. Right, right. That was, like, brutal on my legs. But now my legs are, like, completely muscly. That rocks. It's incredible. So, yeah, I just really, like, tried to get back to where I was with the leg thing. And, yeah. You know, I got 
new feet for my prosthetics that are like bendy. Like oh, the ankles actually cool. bend because the old ones didn't, which is weird. Oh wow! So I can like go up hills and down hills now. Yeah, I I was wearing rain boots the other day, and I was like, how. I can't bend my ankles. This is really difficult. That's stressful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not like having prosthetics at all, but that's me relating right now. With yeah, not no, bending my ankles. Yeah, without like the ankle bending, they're called dead legs actually when the ankles can't bend. And oh. They just have like freaky ass hyper realistic feet. Like, wow. The feet had like a fake vein on them and they look like <laughs> gnarled and gross. Like, mm, no, I don't like this. So the new feet are like a little more like very fake looking which i actually like more yeah i feel like a, i yeah i can see that yeah so fake vein fake vein and like it was too much but mm -hmm. um yeah new legs and i'm getting new legs actually i have a new prosthetist here oh cool. and they're really really nice it's like my old prosthetist recommended them nice and like, the I one in san francisco yeah um and the new ones are in like midtown and like I'm getting these weird legs that like they're like vacuum powered kind of they were explaining it to me and I was like uh -huh. dissociating but like yeah <laughs> just like okay but like new legs like vacuum powered things like kind of suck the end of my leg into it every time I take a step which is crazy whoa cool it's sick and they're like it sounds like kind of like therapeutic too like. yeah it's supposed to like not hurt at all and yeah like, be really good and they actually have amputees working as like oh people there oh so I was talking to a guy he's like a below the knee amputee just one leg and he was like the vacuum powered ones are amazing oh that's great so it's people who actually yeah know like, and understand you can like talk about amputee shit yeah, yeah. no that's cool and everyone has a different way of handling it like right you know he was like oh on the subway people will see it and i like wink at them which i don't do <laughs> although i got a little bit manic the other day yeah. and i like blew a kiss at a lady who was just like glaring at my visibly weird ankles did did she have visible um prosthetics too or no you no she you was just just like some you, lady who used oh, to just, across me on the subway and i was like hey i think that's fine i see you staring like, yeah you could not oh. make that face though she was like because you could, my ankles Got are it. like really weird looking uh-huh they're like kind of hook like things or like the mini version of like those crazy hook um uh, prosthetics that you right. see athletes using. Right. Oh, those. Yeah, <laughs> those are nuts. Yeah, they are. You can't actually stand still in them. You have to hop from foot to foot, mm -hmm. which kind of hurts. Yeah, they're they're rounded. They're like big hooks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those things are crazy. They look like they're like kangaroo, like springy. Yeah, like. I can't really jump in my prosthetics. I can't mm. jump. I can't really run, which I'm like weirdly at peace you with. Don't, yeah, I was just going to say there's no reason anyone should be jumping or running unless it's yeah. like from the cops. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, exactly. Or there's like, no reason for that. No, like I have no qualms about it. It's yeah. like, okay, like there, none of that, but whatever. No reason to run. Something that came with my um, sobriety personally is that I uh, stopped um, – rushing because I feel like if I'm late for something rushing is just added stress and yeah. I'm already late so why add more stress to it yeah that makes a lot of sense so it's just like there's no need to run yeah like I used to be a runner in high school oh wow yeah um not on any like team or anything I just like ran a lot yeah because I was, like, escaping my life. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, like, high school's miserable for me, so, like, I'm just going to run everywhere. I'm just going to let this energy out. But before I got sober, like, 
in college, it was like I had no energy whatsoever. Yeah. Just wake up after a party like, I'm tired. Yeah. Don't miss that. Yeah. So, so um, would you say that um, for the leg thing and after the leg thing, um, where, where does the sobriety kind of fall into it and how, you know, like, did it, um, but so was it after? Did you yeah. get so you got sober after that? I got sober after. I actually um, immediately post accident. I would have like the occasional like glass of wine because my that wine doesn't count. Wine doesn't count. Yeah, everyone yeah. Knows I that. mean, like my parents like drink so much wine. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, I was living with my dad. He had like he would have like ten bottles of wine at a time. Yeah, and I like grew up. Wine doesn't count. Yeah. I, like, grew up watching my parents, like, drink a lot of wine and, like, have parties with, like, everyone drinking. So I think I, like, internalized that, like, drinking is fun. That, like, drinking is a thing that people do. So, yeah, like, like casual wine I was, like, occasionally having. But then I had this huge surgery almost exactly a year ago mm. where I literally had, like, a chunk of my thigh taken out and stuck to the end of my right leg. Because, like, wow. it was insane. It, like, when I woke up in the ICU, they had this huge bandage. It looked like a teddy bear foot. Oh, my God. So, like, I was in the hospital for, like, a week and a half. And, mm-hmm. like, healing up, just, like, completely pumped full of morphine, which is not fun. Yeah. And after that, um, I had to be on bed rest for six weeks with my leg, like, perched up on a pillow. And it's so I was just going to say that sounds so boring. It was so <laughs> boring. And, like, the weird thing is people, like, would come in. Like, we had neighbors come in and, like, family friends come in and, like, yeah. they gave me, like, orchids and, like, chewy bars. Like, people give you food for some reason. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of food. So I gained, like, 10 pounds because oh, I was, like, yeah, no, eating that, everything. That happened. I, I, I actually lost my brother last month. Last, yeah, last month. And so many people bring you like food but it's not even like healthy food it's like cake and pies and yeah, cookies and exactly it's like I yeah think people associate like comfort food uh-huh like, that kind of thing yeah and it's it okay but like yeah it gets a little much uh-huh but also yeah and you couldn't move you're I was just like (laughs) lying there for six fucking weeks and then I find I mean I would be in my wheelchair occasionally Mm -hmm. but you know like it was so boring and after that I was like you know I feel really good like I'm not drinking like right so I just kind of went with it at first I was like you know I don't know if this is gonna last forever like I might just do it for a year but in Uh the end it was like kind of looking back at like all the shit I got up to in college and like how stuff got like really really dark at that time it was like I can't go back to that right like right I can't risk it you know especially as like you know I'm like 26 now and it's like I'm trying to work in the tech industry where you have to like have your shit together exactly yeah it's like no like yeah it's crazy how that clarity comes like when you're not drinking yeah that you see where you were yeah and what wasn't working exactly it's like, <laughs> like oh no like shit like, yeah so much of that shit was just like me drinking all the time like it, like it's crazy to see that it was a direct like reason why things were getting like fucked up in your life exactly. you know like exactly like oh it was because i was drinking every single night and doing drugs every single night and hung over every single day and, yeah like, exactly just like Oh, uh, it's like maybe I could have not done that. <laughs> yeah, like I lived in England for college. I went to school mm-hmm. in London, and like, 
everyone drinks all the time. It's such a casual thing. Like after school, you go to the pub and then maybe yeah. you have a night out and then you do a bunch of coke and then you wake up the next morning or like stay up till the next morning. Yeah, it sounds like New York. Yeah, exactly. Like I had so many parties where we'd just be like all night and then we would take a nap during the day and then we would go to the park and do mdma to stay up and mm. then we'd go to another party it was so like, good grief that just gave me like achita yeah <laughs> it was so much like i had this one group of friends who's like the party friends uh-huh and it was really fun but we'd only party together yeah do you do you, are you in contact with them still um, one of them was actually a really close friend. She saw me through a lot of bullshit. She mm-hmm. was a bit older than me. I think she was like 27 or 28 when we finished college. Mm-hmm. And I just got into a lot of crazy shit near the end of college and like before I left London and like a lot of friends kind of bailed on me, but she was like, oh, like I see why, but like, you know, I still trust you. And she was like part of the party friends, but I think sh- we were like way closer than just partying. That's good. That's it was really nice. good. Like we're still in contact. We that's talk a good. Lot. She came and visited me in San Francisco, actually, um, right before my surgery. Oh, that's really so sweet. They had I had one prosthetic leg, but it's like why? So it was <laughs> yeah. so weird. So I'd just be in a wheelchair, with, like one leg sticking out. Uh-huh. But it was really great to have her there. That's really that's a good sweet. friend. Yeah. It's nice to have those because I just said that you like once you stop drinking, you lose all your party friends. Yeah. So it's nice when you. And you see who your real friends are. Exactly. That's such a thing when you get sober. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, like, I've been sober for almost five months now or something like that. And I I didn't realize this until until I had, like, um, I lost my brother that I just wanted to kind of make my life a little smaller. And I, I realized that I can like pick and choose what I want to do and who I want to talk to. And yeah. like, um, it's just like kind of a nice thing to, to realize, I guess. Um, you don't have to party all the time. You can, you're, you're allowed to be like, no, I don't think I'm gonna go to this happy hour. I don't think I'm gonna go to this party. It was such a good feeling when you can, you don't feel obligated to go. Yeah, like, and it, it's such a good excuse. Like, well, I don't drink, so. Yeah, like, it's like it's not gonna be fun for me. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Uh-huh. Or like, I'll go to stuff but leave like early. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll, which is really like fine. Like, just show face. Yeah, just show up and like mm-hmm. meet some people and then leave kind of early. Like, yeah. Before I would have stayed till the very end. Oh yeah. Like oh, the yeah. very very end. Mm-hmm. Same. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Oh my God. I was at a party maybe a couple weeks ago and like I stayed for till like three, but then everyone was like just so fucked up. And I was like, I can't. It's really hard to be around fucked up people. They were doing so much Coke and just like, oh my God. People on Coke when you're like not on Coke, it's just like, like, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, seriously, like, shut up. Everything you're saying is stupid. Yeah, it's like, we get it. You think you're the best person ever, (laughs) but you need to shut up. (laughs) I remember back, I, like, had a major code problem in college. Mm. Like, I spent all my money on it. Yeah, mine Um, was in high school. Yeah, I would go into my dad's wallet and take out, like, $100 bills. I really hope he's not listening to this. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry, Padre. (laughs) I did that. 
Um, yeah, I used to lie to my parents about like because I did graphic design and like mm-hmm. we did a lot of print work, so like getting something printed could cost like a hundred dollars, a hundred pounds. Damn. And like screen printing, you have to pay for the ink and all that stuff. And I did a right. lot of that, so I'd be like, Dad, I spent so much money on printing, uh-huh. and you'd be like, Can I see the prints? And I'd be like, Yeah, totally. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. It just like you know, two hundred pounds just like gone. Yeah. So many times. Actually, the money. Thing. I'm really into like those Facebook memory things. Oh, yeah. Because I've had Facebook since I was, like, 14. Right, right, right. So it's like, oh, look at me, because I was, like, a wannabe hipster in high mm-hmm. school and stuff. I remember early Facebook. Yeah, God, I wanted to be Corey Kennedy so bad. Oh, my God. I looked like her uh, back then. Back I had, like, then, I did, too. Someone once thought I was her. It was, like, no way. the best moment of my life. That's incredible. It was so cool. Yeah, it's so good. But not not I, anymore. No, me neither. I don't have the hair. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I found a status from today that was like oh I've only got like a pound 50 and I like lost my keys oh I'm just gonna eat Doritos like Sophie for fuck's sake oh my from god like, college. like I wonder oh, why this I is so like funny it's so and funny. cute yeah I'm, like so hungover it's yeah. like sorted out yeah oh, god. it's like it's not cute it's so sad it's not cute I just like oh, mm-hmm. god it was bleak yeah I'm trying to think of my moments like that, but really, no, there are so many of them that none stand out. It's yeah, like, same. It was like, just that like was just my life. Yeah, it was such a blur. Like, oh, I'm going to walk to work because I can't afford the subway. Like, Oh, my God, I hated that. Yeah, Walking. I hated it, but I, like, glamorized it in a way. Like, uh, I'm just, like, a party Yeah, like, girl. such a party like, girl. Or, like, <laughs> I would, like, listen to, like, sad music and be like, this is my life. Mm-hmm. Like, my intense, intense life. Like, no one understands how deep I am. Yeah. For listening to this music and walking everywhere. It's like... Mm-hmm. You're walking because you can't afford the two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was talking. I was talking to an ex recently, and I was talking about. He was like, "So, how are you? How's your? Have you drank?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "You know, that's really great." Um, I hope you're seeing that light. I hope you're like finding out who you are, because I feel like um, you're um, oh god, um. I feel like a huge part of your drinking, you just made it a part of your personality. That's a really intense thing to say to someone. Yeah, he's like that. He's. Kind of I like, would not be happy if someone said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he's not the nice. He's not. He's quite blunt and kind of an asshole. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I. According to my planner, I think he's coming. In like in two weeks or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, my <laughs> my ex who was just like, a whole crazy story, but. After like three years, we got in touch just mm-hmm. over WhatsApp, and he and I used to just like get pissed drunk and like like climb onto roofs in London illegally and shit with his punk fun romantic. I know it's like totally. <laughs> I'd be like crying like I'm too scared, but he was like a total like punk boy. Mm-hmm. He brought me to like hardcore shows where I'd just like stand in the corner and be like, "Don't touch me." <laughs> but um. I was like, I stopped drinking a while ago, and it feels really good, and like I feel clear-headed and stuff. And he was like, Oh, I stopped drinking too. I was like, Oh, that's awesome! Congrats! Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. but he's like, I just smoke weed now. I'm always high. It's like, Oh, come on, dude. Ugh, gross. Uh, I know. Like, I have never liked weed. Me neither. So you don't smoke? No, I yeah. don't do anything. Me neither. I mean, I take my prescription drugs. Yeah, I've got like my drugs. Yeah. And my crazy brain. Yeah. 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 I mean, they work. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
like you know I'm basically like I have an addictive personality like now because I'm sober I have my drool and my like intense amounts of coffee and right before I moved to New York like my psychiatrist who's like aware of that she's aware of like all the drug problems I had she's like you want some Ativan it's like I'm just gonna like take the shit out of that. And yeah, be, like smacked. Uh huh. But it just made me sleep. No, yeah, I um. I was just like kind of worried about it. It's no, like, I was too. Uh, when I first um got prescribed uh, clonopin, I was like, I I can't have like more. I just want it for emergencies. Yeah. Like, exactly. and I would only get like ten a month because I was like, because like my brothers, they're really into. Um, you know, heroin or whatever. Yeah. And I like didn't want to ever have that problem. But now that I'm sober, I get 30 a month and I just take it to go to sleep. And yeah, that stuff helps you sleep. It like, does just help you sleep. Uh, yeah. Like, just kind of send you into some weird Like I don't, e- I feel like I don't even like get, I don't feel it at all. I'm just asleep. Yeah, that how that's how I was with an Ativan. Like when I was flying here uh-huh. on the plane, it was like five, six hours from California. Yeah. I was like really anxious. So I took an Ativan and just passed the fuck out on the flight. Yeah. And that was like, I also took, I also had like a CBD drink. Oh, do you do that anymore? No. I haven't had CBD in a while, but when I was first getting sober, I was so into the CBD. How was it? Um, I loved it. I mean, I feel like it was kind of a, like a, a psychosomatic thing, too. That makes sense, yeah. Because I was just like, I need to get fucked up in some kind of way. Yeah, absolutely. Like, anything. Yeah, I had, like, the CBD drink, which is $11. Mm, yeah, it's mad expensive. So expensive. And then I had the Ativan, and I just, like, slept the whole flight, which I never do. I can't sleep on planes, so it was nice to have that. Oh, really? Yeah, I get, I'm a little afraid of flying, so oh, I'm just like, I love flying. Oh, God. I love, well, I, never mind. I was gonna say I used to lo- like flying because I used to like picture, picturing it crashing and everyone dying at the same time, and it yeah. not being my fault. But I guess that's like a weird depressive thought. No, I've definitely had those kind of <laughs> thoughts. But but I can yeah. I can sleep anywhere. I can I, I like I fell asleep in the Uber on the way here. Oh no way! I'm like, jealous. I can't. It takes me ages to get to sleep. Um. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Same. But. If I'm, like, moving in a car, then I'm out like a light. Well, that makes sense. Like a, like a baby. Like, I need to be, like, rocked, like, in a cradle, I guess. Oh, that makes sense. I should get a cradle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. um, yeah, pills. So, um, are you open to talking about, like, um, mental diagnoses? Yeah, or, like, sure. therapy, psychiatry? Yeah, or, like, absolutely. correlation? Uh, with that and like drug and alcohol yeah absolutely like I in college I was like completely unmedicated Mm -hmm. when I was in high school I was like super depressed in high school like I don't even remember a lot of it because it was just like slugging my way through classes yeah like I got a bunch of like mostly I had like B and C average but art school doesn't give a shit right right. yeah like they're just like can you draw that's the thing about art school yeah they were just like (laughs) oh my god and it was a British art school and I like busted my ass on the SATs and then they were like what's the sad oh fuck but um so I was on Prozac I think in college in high school or in high school yeah i had this really creepy psychiatrist who was in this log cabin with like lots of stuffed animals in it i was just like what the fuck i don't like this 
That sounds um, really scary. It was creepy as <laughs> shit. And she's like, I think you're a little sick. Like, yeah. I also, like, was really anorexic. I weighed, like, 100 pounds all through high school. And mm-hmm. I was, like, five of five. Oof. It yeah, was crazy. Yeah. Tiny. Yeah, it was really, really tiny. Um, so I had to be force fed and all this shit. And I, like, high school just was blur of, like, mm-hmm. misery. And um, this was before you started using drugs yeah. and alcohol. Yeah. Um, I drank a little bit. I smoked weed a little bit. That was kind of it. I just couldn't, I didn't have access to anything because I didn't have a lot of friends. Right. But uh, college, when I moved to London, uh, everyone drank all the time. Like, on my first day of school, they gave us free beer. Right. It was like insane. London. Yeah, London, uh, England. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pints were kind of expensive, like five pounds a pop. But I was like, I don't care. How much is that in, in America? Maybe $7. Mm. Mm-hmm. For a pint, that's not bad, I guess. Yeah, it's cheap. Yeah, and like I was obsessed with cider. And you, the cans of beer and stuff were really big. They were almost like tall boys. Cool. And you could get one for like a pound fifty of like really shitty beer. Yeah. So we'd be stocking stuff. up on those. It's called an off license instead of a bodega because like I don't know. It's like called an off license or like an offie there. Uh. So we go to the offie and just get a shit ton. <laughs> and um, I did MDMA at a rave when I was eighteen, and I was like, this is the best shit ever. So were you on Prozac then? No. Oh. Yeah. No, I wasn't on drugs for a bit. Once right. I got to college, I was on nothing. Got it. Got it. Got so it. I. You get it in like crystal form in England, mm-hmm. so you just like dip your finger in. And, like, yeah, it's it like, on, like that your here. Lip. Yeah, so I do Not that all like. the time, and then I started doing coke. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I think the third time it really hit me, I was at this party, mm-hmm. and it just like hit me so hard, and I was like, art is amazing. Like we need to just <laughs> everyone should like make art. Like shut the fuck up. God, I can't. I I want to get there someday, maybe. Yeah, in my was, head. Yeah. Art. Oh my god, yeah, like, this girl and I who I had, like, a crush on, I was just babbling on and on about art, and she was like, yeah, totally. That sounds so great. <laughs> I know, so I got really into that, because, um, like, a lot of my friends are into it, and I, like, got my friend into it, which I feel really guilty about. Like, I lived with these two people, and they did a lot of coke, so I met their dealer, and then I did a lot of coke and they'd have these like ragers two times a year mm-hmm. where it started really fancy and it was like dressed up and shit and then it would dissolve into this like coke fueled like insanity oh my god and it was like so much fun I loved yeah. it so <laughs> after that I just like when I moved out I kept in touch with their dealer and like was doing that a lot like at first it would start like oh I'm hungover I'll take a little bump and then it was like oh I'm really tired before school I'll have a little bump then it was like I just want to be high right Right, that's I just how wanted it to happens. Feel like that. Yeah, like, because I was, like, not very confident in high school and in college. Like, I still had that kind of high school awkwardness, but the coke made me feel, like, really confident yeah, in myself. That's that's the thing that people like about it. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people did ketamine as well, but I hated it. I've never... Ketamine has never really worked on me before. I don't know. You're better off. Like, it made me really angry and stressed. Like, the first time I did it, I did a little key of it at Mm -hmm. this art show. And I was, like, sitting in the corner, like, no one wants to talk to me. And my friends were like, yeah, you're sitting in the corner by yourself. Yeah. That's how I was when I would try um, MDMA before I went on SSRIs. Um, Because if you're on SSRIs, it doesn't doesn't do anything. Yeah. But when I would take it, I would just, like, sit in the, in the corner oh, and be no. by myself and just be like, I want this to end. Oh, gosh. I remember, just, like, if you do too much of it, it fucks you up so bad. Yeah. I had 
a couple situations in which I just did way too much and it was like not good. Mm-hmm. Like it stopped feeling good. And like you'd be gurning like crazy and your pupils would be huge and like it was too much. Yeah. So, so, um, would you be doing like Molly th- throughout the day too? Or, yeah. Um, Cause I feel like that, I know a lot of people who would do that and we, now they're like, trying to make ketamine like a um like nose spray yeah a nasal spray for 22 like 22 year old me is just like yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh yeah I had these like partier friends like the ones I mentioned and we would literally like go all night at like a house party or we'd kind of like faff around to like a bunch of different parties mm-hmm. like in like the cool part of London and we'd come back have a house party and we'd all be doing MDMA or coke to keep us up then we'd like go to a park during the day and then we'd go back to their house for like naps we'd be like taking naps together it was really kind of cute I guess but mm-hmm. then we'd go back out in the evening and like keep ourselves up with more drugs and then go out again so it was just like I remember being out for like four days once yeah. Just fading in and out of like this drug fueled haze with and everyone. And you kind of like hallucinate at, at some point. Yeah, I remember hallucinating long. my friend dancing with someone, and I was like, who was that? She's like, what do you mean? <laughs> She's like, I'm just chilling. Like, yeah, oh, it's really shit. scary. It was that. so creepy. Yeah, I don't miss that. Yeah, I was going to say um, that all of that, that, like the cute like nap things um, after like a drug fueled like bender if you will um so um how how would you compare like um I guess your social life um like now compared to your party life um that it was in London it's like so different obviously like my friends are really respectful of the fact that I don't like drink or mm-hmm. smoke weed or do coke. Like, yeah, do they still? Some of them do. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a friend who like did a bump right before we did a podcast, and I was like, "Fair." Yeah, that's fine. I don't really care about being around it. Like, yeah, you know, I don't mind it. Like, I was at a party where everyone was doing lines, and like, someone asked me if I wanted one. And I was like, "No." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Fine." I mm-hmm. mean, I think there's like a more for me kind of attitude with that. Right. You know, it's like I get more coke. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't mind it. I don't have a lot of friends who like party, party, party. Yeah. Which is good. Uh huh. Um, and like at my in my flat, like my flatmates don't drink a lot, mm-hmm. or like they don't drink in the flat really. Mm-hmm. And that's really nice. That is nice. Yeah, yeah same with um, my household. Um, no one drinks there, which is helpful. It's really helpful because, like I mentioned, I grew up with my parents just, like, having a glass of wine uh-huh. or two or three or four. Yeah. Evening, or, like, martini time. Have your parents ever acknowledged or anything, like, their own drinking? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they ever will, which sucks. Yeah. My I- dad, My mom drinks less than my dad, but, like... Every party they've had is like wine everywhere, yeah, and just like free flowing, and it just like I think being around that made me feel not like not pressured, but kind of like oh well, everyone else is drinking, it normalized like, wine, and because I can't stop once I start, yeah, might be all like red cheeked, yeah, and, you know, like kind of babbling on, and like people could tell I was drunk. Mm-hmm. It was so embarrassing, yeah, because I'm a total lightweight. Yeah, no, I I have the same problem, um, just zero to blackout oh my god I blackout all the time mm-hmm. like 
all the time and I do the dumbest shit. Yeah, it's really embarrassing. So embarrassing. And I would be like <laughs> such a little bitch when I blacked out too. Like I was not nice. Yeah, same. Like, I'd get like violent. Jesus. Yeah, oh my God. I <laughs> have so many memories of just waking up and being like, how the fuck did I get here? Mm-hmm. Like waking up, so many random couches. I yeah, or just like, just like curled up in fetal position. Or just like waking up like in my own bed being like, thank God I'm here. But how did I get here? Exactly. What did I do last night? What did I do? What did I do? And just like trying so hard to remember like what I did yeah, the night I before. Yeah, I never remembered and, anything. And that is one of the scariest things ever. And to do that like almost every single day is just, that's some, like whenever I'm at a party or something and someone's like, do you want a wine? Do you want a drink? I, as tempted as I am, I do need to remember that I, I can't stop, like I don't know when to stop. And yeah. Absolutely. If I were to have one glass of wine, it would be two, and then it'd be three, and yeah. then I'd wake up and not know what happened. And yeah, same. And like, that's like a part of my alcoholism. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I just same. don't understand how people know when to stop. I know. It's, it's like you have one glass of wine, it's like, and you're done. Like, how yeah. the fuck? Like, what's the point? Yeah, you and know? it's like, I get jealous. Like, it's like, cool. I wish I could How are like you that. enjoying that little buzz of yours? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you're teeny weeny little buzz. <laughs> yeah. I just remember, like, I tried so hard to be casual about it. Like, I'd get a <laughs> bottle of wine from Tesco, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, I'm just going to have one glass and watch, like, you know, a nice movie. Yeah. And I'd snuggle down, and I'd finish the whole bottle. It's the bottle. It's the bottle and it's I text my cat dealer and I just be like well here we go like it's gonna <laughs> yeah. be a night bitch <laughs> god like, yeah or like I would like we had a bathtub in one of my flats and mm-hmm. I'd like you know try to be like in a bubble bath with, like one glass of wine it's yeah like, okay and then <laughs> like dangerous Drunkish actually shit. like I'm gonna drown like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like how do you be casual about it like I never could and it's weird because in high school I don't, I feel like I didn't really have that problem. Well, I don't know when it's in high school. In high school, I just feel like everything is new and yeah. everything you do is stupid anyway. So it's kind of hard to. Yeah. I mean, it's like less access to stuff. Like, you yeah. can just go buy it. I mean, I, I kind of knew I was an alcoholic as soon as I started drinking. Yeah. Because I liked it so much and I would be like blacking out. And I had gotten two DUIs before I turned 21. Um, so I'd, I'd known, I've known for a while. Oh, wow. And I just like kind of didn't want to come to terms with it until yeah, recently. It's really hard to come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the hardest while part. While you're stuck in that loop. Yeah. It's just like, well, that's my life. Uh-huh. That's just what it's like. Yeah. Like. And it's, it's so crazy. I, I hear so many people like talk about how like because, you know, they say that alcoholism is genetic. And yeah. they, a lot of alcoholics will talk about, like, their parents. And yeah, for sure. so many are like, yeah, my parents will never recognize or acknowledge their, al- their own alcoholism, like, ever. And I don't know. I just think that's a funny um, pattern that I've noticed yeah. in so many different people. I know that... Um 
alcoholism runs on my family. My mom just totally casually mentioned it one night while we were like in a line for a show. Mm-hmm. Just like, I was like, this is gonna be fun. She's like, we were having some conversations. She's like, yeah, alcoholism runs on my side. Like, yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Um, like a lot of stuff runs on my family, like depression. And uh-huh. like my grandmother probably has like a narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah. Like all this stuff. There are worse things. There are worse things. <laughs> it's like, I feel like it all plonked onto me. Like, right. I'm alcoholic. I've had mental health problems. Mm-hmm. Like, all this shit. It's like... Yeah. The mental... I've also struggled with the mental health stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's kind of like self-medicating. Oh, it absolutely is. Like... I, I mean, got, it is. Yeah, yeah, it really, really is. Like, this cycle of, like, getting drunk, getting in deeply fucked up situations, mm-hmm. and being like, well, I'm going to drink a bottle of Hendrix about it. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I got in this horrible, like, horrible yeah. thing. And, and it's just like... Then there's the fact that it's extremely addictive and very hard to stop once... Yeah. Once you start, yeah. like... I would be like borderline blackout, getting my second bottle of wine at Tesco, being like, please don't let me know they're drunk. Yeah. Like, please. And they totally would. But mm-hmm. just like the way to heal from stuff. Because like being drunk felt good. Yep. And it feels better than any mental anguish that you are feeling. Yeah, definitely. Like, I got diagnosed with borderline personality disorder when I got home from college wow and like I went and saw a psychiatrist and she was like you so clearly have it that normally I take two sessions to diagnose but I'm just gonna diagnose you with this wow it was crazy I had like every symptom wow it was nuts I was just like I suck like I can't handle people I like there's a thing called splitting where someone's either like really good or really bad and I'd like divide people oh yeah they hate me or they love me but I also like very black and white thinking yeah there's like a book called like I hate you don't leave me (laughs) about it and it totally makes sense (laughs) and then I also got diagnosed with bipolar disorder which in retrospect was so clearly there in college I'd be like super manic and like do all this weird shit yeah and I'd be like I know next month I'm going to be super depressed. Uh-huh. That's so weird. That's funny. I I um was diagnosed with bipolar disorder for about a year. Yeah. Um and I was just recently undiagnosed with it. That's awesome. So um That's great. Yeah. It's such a weird My new cycle. undiagnosis. That's great. Like I was telling That's everyone really I was like I'm bipolar. Yeah. Like finally I, oh there's a reason for me to be acting like this. Yeah, it's like and, <laughs> It's, like, nice to have a reason for it, but it's, like, you can't just stick yourself, like, well, my whole personality is this. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I, I, was, I was reading so much about um, bipolar people and, like, they're geniuses. And oh, my God, I hate that. <laughs> like, everyone's like, oh, my God, you must be so productive when you're bipolar. It's like, yeah. I'm just, like, getting pissed drunk and, like, swiping right on Tinder for a yeah. I'm, like, trashing my room. <laughs> like, I'm not writing a book. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, I hate that whole thing of, like, Oh, bipolar people are so productive when they're manic. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess but some people are, but like. Yeah, but also like, like Kurt Cobain was yeah. bipolar. He like had a whole song about lithium, yeah. which I was on for a year. Oh, wow. Don't you have to like get your blood tested and stuff? Yeah, it was really That's shitty. I gained crazy. like so much weight. Oh, God. And it didn't work out for me because I wasn't actually bipolar. Oh, God such bullshit that is so <laughs> shitty i know right oh my god yeah i am on lamictal oh for my like cycles of um mania and depression mm-hmm. and i'm also on like um Billify and lexapro oh i was on lexi for a bit yeah um it's a good cocktail it works yeah i take 
Zoloft, Wellbutrin, Adderall, Gabapentin, and Oh, I Clonopin. take Gabapentin, but yeah. I take it for leg stuff, really? actually, but it really helps with anxiety. I feel like they prescribe it for just about anything. They just make it rain with Gabapentin. It's yeah. I've heard so many thing. different people like take Gabapentin for so many different things. My ex-girlfriend was on it. Like for, for, like for anything. Like, yeah, like my ex girlfriend is anxious, and she was like, it would make her kind of high. Apparently, she'd be like, mm. "I'm peaking right now." It's like, weird. What? Yeah, I'm she, supposed to take so it for weird. sleep, but it just kind of makes my body feel heavy sometimes. Yeah, no, it makes me kind of tired. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I don't even know what it is. It's it's a lot. It's like some neurological like thing. Yeah, like I take it for what's called phantom leg pain, which is like it makes it feel like. When I was first in the hospital after my accident, it made, like, I didn't have feet, obviously, but it felt like my feet were, like, you know, and it's, like, your feet are, like, asleep. Uh-huh. It felt like that, like, crazy. Like, I, oh couldn't, my e- God. I couldn't even sleep because of it. So wow. they immediately put me on gabapentin, and it went away. Wow. So that's what it's for. So do you ever get, like, the phantom? I feel like I have feet a lot of the time, which yeah. is weird, but um, it doesn't, like, make it hard to walk or anything. Uh-huh. But I don't get, like, pain. Like, every now and then I get, like, a little snap or a crackle, but, like, I'm not in pain at all. Uh-huh. But that's what the gabapentin's for, but it does make me less anxious because I do have some anxiety about shit. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, I just have to remember to take it every morning, mm-hmm. which I'm very strict about. Oh, you take gabapentin in the morning? I take everything in the morning. Um, and I take the gabapentin at night, too. So, mm. yeah, I'm supposed to have, I'm supposed to be on a really high dose. Yeah. Sober living. Sober living. But, like, <laughs> this sucks, but um, for a couple weeks, very recently, I ran out of meds. Oh, my God. All of them. Yeah. And uh, it was just really hard to get my psychiatrist to, like, call in a prescription, Then, but, like, they'd been refilled back in San Francisco. So there was a thing where, like, I went all the way to, like, Prospect Heights for my, like, prescription and I was like all right hi could I get this and they're like oh no you can't like it's not here and it was that just sucks like, I guess it's like really hard to like transfer a prescription yeah it is it is and I was off it and I just like I felt really dizzy because when you're off Lexapro oh yeah you, you get, get like dizzy. withdrawal symptoms you get withdrawal like symptoms. actual you get like I was on a Fexer and if I didn't take if I went 24 hours without taking it I would get like brain zaps and oh like, my god I've never had those but it's I've it's, heard about messed, those. it's really so messed awful. up yeah it's I like I, I started seeing a um a Chinese herbal person actor like my acupuncturist recommended him to me um and I've been taking like um I've been drinking this tea it's like $80 tea and it's supposed to like chill me out but it's just been making me so tired oh that's the worst one it's like supposed to chill you out it just makes you sleepy i know that's like so much stuff is it's like (laughs) oh you're gonna chill like no i'm gonna fall asleep yeah like when i first got back from college i had like the most incredible anxiety like it was just like a full body heart skipping beat all the Mm -hmm. time anxiety because I'd just been in like a borderline abusive relationship and he was like texting me all this really fucked up shit when I got home from college and I'd just be like looking at my phone like please no yeah and it's like I can't block him because like I still love him it's like Mm -hmm. no you don't yeah and and then that's when alcohol helps oh my god yeah um (laughs) I, I took Risperdal. Mm-hmm. Which oh, helped. I took that for a bit, yeah, too. Yeah, but it made me so sleepy. I'd just conk out. Yeah. But I would, like, 
my dad wouldn't even notice we had so much wine in the house I'd just drink a bottle and then I would sneak out of the house to go get more wine Mm. at the wine shop yeah that was a big thing that I would do too yeah I'd sneak out and sneak out and and get more get more just like walk through my like borderline cutty neighborhood and that's like that's when I realized that my alcoholism was really bad when was when I was sneaking it and doing it in private and yeah. like doing really like weird sneaky things. Yeah, I'd be just hiding to, like, the empty drink. wine bottles. I'd be like, yeah, that's like, when I was like, this is a big, big, big problem. Yeah. If I'm just if I'm hiding it, like yeah, if I yeah, if you're hiding it, it's like it, there's something there's something going on. Yeah, like, I remember my favorite drink ever was an Aperol spritz. So I'd go like buy Aperol. I still don't even really know what that is. It's like the bright orange thing. Right. It's really good. I remember we did like a class trip to Italy when I was in college. Mm-hmm. It was actually sick. We were just like basking in the sun, drinking Aperol spritzes. Damn. And like all this shit. So I was just like, this is perfect. So I'd buy some expensive ass Aperol. Yeah. And make a spritz. I was like drinking, like rubbing alcohol. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, Vodka I remember, soda I remember putting gin in milk because I was like, there has to be something. I can't just drink straight gin. It's like, fish, what are you doing? Milk. You? Milk. I know. It's like, yeah. Oh my God, it was so bleak. It was like, my I friend just and had I, to be a drunker. My friend and I used to, um, <laughs> we used to make a cocktail with just vodka and hydroxy cut. Oh my gosh. Disgusting. That is awful. Yeah, it was really, it was really something. I feel like you just make the worst combinations of shit when you're just like, <laughs> yeah. I need to get drunk. Yeah. Please. It's like, oh my God, I don't miss that. Yeah. It's, it was just like, once I was doing it in secret, you're right. It was like mm-hmm. something bad. That's, that, that was like the biggest. Um, yeah. I just remember after my accident, I felt this pull towards like, I want to get drunk because this is just so fucked up. Yeah. Like this yeah. whole thing of like literally losing body parts is mm-hmm. so fucked up and I want to drink about it. But exactly. Like, I remember like eyeing my dad's wine stash and being like, mm-hmm. how can I seek this when I'm in a fucking wheelchair? Right. But then it kind of hit me like, no, like, mm-hmm. cause I was drunk during my accident. Yeah. And it was like, I can't do this. Like, yeah, that's just the end of it. No, a very similar thing. Um, with my, my brother, he, um, overdosed and died. So I had to go upstate and like, all I wanted to do was drink. Like yeah. everyone is like, it's totally okay. If you have a drink, like it's understandable. And oh, I'm like, gosh. like, I know, listen, I know. Um, but if I, but if I, if I do that, it's not going to help anything. Drinking about it is not going to help. Yeah. Absolutely. The only thing that's going to get me through this right now is to stay sober because yes. I need to like take care of my family who like will not acknowledge their um, alcoholism and, and yeah. So the same, the same thing happened with me when like this huge, crazy traumatic thing happens and like, all you want to do is drink about it, but yeah. like the best thing you can do is not. Yeah, like you need to stay in control. And yeah, it's control, and it's it's yeah, it's yeah. good. It's definitely good. Like it's it's really it, that and having a sense of humor are like yeah. the two things that really. <laughs> yeah, it gets you through. Gets really dark you shit. through all of it. Yeah. yeah. I've had people get like, why do you joke about being like disabled? Like, it was funny. Yeah. Like, and I what? literally went on fucking feet. That's weird, dude. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, yeah. I yeah, find it kind of funny. And what are we, what are you going to do? Cry about it? Yeah. Like, like, 
I think being sober has like really gotten me through this past year and mm -hmm. just made me like more at peace with it. Yeah. I think if I drank a lot, I would be more upset about it. Absolutely. I feel, like, really emotional while I'm drunk. Yep. And ponder on it too much. Yeah. It like, doesn't. It it just makes things worse. Yeah, like by like, a lot. It numbs you for a little bit, and then it and then you're just crying. Yeah. Feeling sorry for yeah, yourself. Exactly. And just, yeah. It's not worth it. It's really not worth it. Like. I think being back in New York sober has just been so much better. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not worried about blacking out and, like, waking up somewhere weird. Mm -hmm. and, like, well, you live in Crown Heights. Place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the fourth floor of a freaking yeah, that's apartment, amazing. which is really great when you have prosthetics. That's yeah, just a treat. That's <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a really nice apartment. Yeah, but people do crazy things to live here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> God, but, yeah, being sober has been so good. When yeah. I was at, I went to a coding boot camp, and mm -hmm. my accident actually happened three days before it finished. Good God. I know. They let me graduate anyway. They gave me, like, the graduation nice hoodie. It was really cute. Um, <laughs> I was, like, wearing it in the hospital and shit. But, oh, my God. Um, they had free <laughs> beer. They had a keg. At the? At the boot camp. Uh-huh. It was just, like, I mean, in tech, drinking is such a thing. Yeah. And after six, especially on Fridays, people just get so drunk. Yeah. Like, even the teachers would get drunk. Uh -huh. We'd go out. Because coding's really stressful. It is stressful. It's hard. It, like, I yeah. think people like, oh, learn to code, like, if your job isn't going well. But it's really, really hard. It is. And it's a stressful industry to be in. Like, people can be huge dicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's mostly men. Yeah. It's mostly men <laughs> with, like, superiority complexes. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't have a computer science degree? It's like, no, I'm dumb as shit. Yeah. Like, I can't do math. Like, failed out of math in high school. Like, <laughs> leave me be. But, or, like, I do, like front end which is like making the website like how it looks and stuff mm -hmm. and, like making it interactive and like putting all the pages together yeah and there's back end which is like database stuff and like linking like the website to like where are we going to store all this shit boring i know i hate back end <laughs> we had to learn it and i was like i hate this so much yeah and the front end stuff i was really good at but apparently front end is more for girls that, i was just gonna say yeah, it's more designy which is apparently yeah. for girls yeah of course <sighs> leave it mm -hmm. which is hilarious because on my design course it was mostly guys yeah it's funny um my friend um forest he tweeted he was like i'm pretty sure philosophy is actually a stem um study and I, yeah and i was like you know what because i studied philosophy in school too cool. and i was like yeah maybe you're right because i was the only girl in my program so oh, there's that and it's crazy because like so many of the people that I know who now code, who d also did um, uh, coding boot camps, studied philosophy as well. Oh, that's interesting. Thought it was weird, yeah. yeah. Like, but it definitely know. is male dominated. Yeah, there's a or, lot of stuff that really is. I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah, there really is a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, God, like, I, it's like you hear all these stories about like men being like huge dicks in tech. Like I don't really follow tech Twitter because it's really stressful. Ugh. I know everyone like <laughs> gives their own life experiences and insists it's like good advice. Like ew. Just because it worked for you doesn't mean it's gonna work for everyone. And stop being like super hardcore with like your little paragraphs. Yeah, you know, I don't think like, I'm ever in a paragraphs. going to take advice from a man ever. No. I had a really weird experience with a male doctor recently. Oh, really? I don't really want to get into. No but, yeah, 
I'm not going to say any male doctors probably ever again. I feel like male doctors are like disgusting, disgusting. perverts and bastards, yeah. cheating on their wives, etc. Like yeah, like yeah. drunk at work. Yeah, I <laughs> only ever see female doctors. Yeah, like only ever. The men are sickos. Yeah, perverts. I mean, like, no, I can't with bastards. Male yeah, they're creepy. <laughs> like. <laughs> All my female doctors have been so gentle and sweet. Yeah. Like smart and they're much smarter too. Very smart. Yeah, they actually like care and know what you're yeah, do. Exactly. Which is a treat. Yeah. Yeah. Like Which is not to be said yeah. too much for the men. No. Well, anyway, I think that is an hour. Um, I think that's a good place to yeah, wrap it. Men are perfect. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Sophie. Yeah, and thanks for thank having you, me. This Montez. This has been a great episode. Yay. Yay. Okay.